Half the battle is back. It's me, Daniel Levy, your host. We're going to be talking to Rafion Stotts. He's the number one bantamweight prospect outside of the UFC. This kid's undefeated. He trains at Rufus Sport, and the sky is the limit for Rafion Stotts. Then we're joined by UFC lightweight John Tuck. He's fighting friend of the show, Damian Beatdown Brown, this Saturday in Australia on UFC Fight Pass. And last but not least, we're joined by another friend of the show, Desmond Green. I mean, this dude should be in the UFC. He will be in the UFC. But first, he's got uh, some business to attend to on UFC Fight Pass, Titan FC. And we'll be catching up with Des Green. But first up, Rafion Stotts. Here we go. Joining me now is Rafion Stotts. Rafion, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Appreciate it. Thank good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> oh, you got it, man. I mean, we're going to talk about your upcoming fight in just a second. But, dude, I mean, how good was that fight between T. Wood and uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson last night? Man, it was a good fight. I'm kind of mad, though. I mean, I'm kind of mad at the result. I feel like uh, Tyron won that fight. But um, but it was a great fight, man. Great, great. Two uh, good athletes. and It was a great fight. And, man, I, I got to agree with you. You know, I'm a little biased because I had a bet on, on T. Wood. But uh, no, man, I, I thought he won that fight. And uh, you know what? At least he's still the champ. Yeah, that's true. At least he's still the champ. And, um, I mean, that's what he does. You know, you know what I'm saying? He proves people wrong. So, I mean, uh, yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm kind of softy about it, too, as you can tell. Uh, but, yeah, he still got the belt, you know. And it's, they'll probably do it again. And he'll, he'll become a lot better and, it was a good good experience. He got to fight on the first uh, fight in Madison, which is a historic event, so it's pretty great. Yeah, and a lot of people said that, you know, if this fight goes the full distance, uh, it would favor Wonderboy. And I think uh, T. Wood proved a lot of the doubters wrong here that, you know, he can go yeah. the full five-round yeah. distance. Yeah, they thought he was they thought he was going to gas out, but he, he looked pretty fresh. I mean, he, and, he, and if you if you look at the um, the faces of the fighters, the uh, aftermath, he looks like the first fighter in that regard too so so dude what's it like having the champ in the training room with you man I, I feel like it's just an inspiration i'm blessed you know to um to i mean he's kind of the idol you know and i and i can see firsthand the work the hard work he puts in and and kind of what it takes to be the champion you know um people talk about it but it's, it's good to have people uh, a person that's there that's living it that's going through it you know and you get to see their day-to-day um day-to-day pretty much uh routine and 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 how it comes together so it's pretty i'm blessed blessed to say the least that's what's up man and dude you're taking on jeff curran i mean he's a ufc vet a win like this i mean anytime you get a win over a ufc vet it's a big deal and promotions take notice you know so to you i mean what what does this fight mean to you because a guy like jeff you know he's got like what over 50 fights or some crazy shit like yeah. that i mean he's been in the game forever yeah. so uh this would be a great victory for you yeah, he's a uh, pioneer in the sport, you know, and he's uh, real respected around, I mean, uh, uh, in martial arts in general. And, yeah, this is a good win for me because then it'll put me on that, you know, the level of, you know, I'm, I'm fighting with some of the best in the world and and um, kind of um, mention my name among some of the greats in the sport and some of the best in the sport. So it's a, it's a great fight for me, great um, coming out party, great um, exposure for me. I'm, I'm excited, excited about it, man. 
Definitely, dude. And I mean, you you actually got a lot of experience. I mean, you know, your record's only 5-0, and no, but a lot of people don't know that, you know, you fought this dude, Demetrius Wilson, in your amateur days. He actually beat you by decision. Then you got the chance mm -hmm. to rematch him. You choked him out yeah. in the third round. I mean, how invaluable was that experience for you, man? Because that's a, that, that's a big, you know, that's a psychological thing, yeah, in my and, opinion. Yeah, that's something that, you know, um, first of all, I take losses very seriously and very personally. And that was something I was like, you know what, you know, because I, I felt like I lost the first fight, but I know I did stuff that I, I could have did better. So I, I figured I was just, you know, I was going to take one for the, you know, in charge of the game. You know, he, he got away with that win, and, and I was going to have to go. I mean, he's a great competitor, but I feel like I won that fight. For, so for me to, for me to um, fight him again and for him to, to actually want to fight me again, I mean, I was, I, was, I was pretty blessed in that regard too, you know. I got to uh, kind of avenge my loss and – and that was great because it, it also showed me, you know, how much I've grown as a fighter. Because it was I was already good a good wrestler, but as a fighter, I was able to close, um, um, improve on stuff that that I needed to improve on. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, man. A lot of times when uh, when you beat someone and then you fight them again, you know, you're kind of like, oh, well, I already beat this guy. So for you personally, since you've been the guy that lost and then came back to you know get your vengeance, if you have to fight one of these guys that you've already beat again, if you have to rematch them, do you feel like you'll have a psychological edge just in the sense that you know what it's like to be that hungry guy that wants to get revenge? Yeah, and actually this is something that I do personally that works for me um, um, before I fight somebody and it kind of uh, uh, fuels my fire. Um, once I, uh, or when we're backstage, you know, getting ready, I've kind of visualized, uh, I've visualized them with their hand raised and me sitting there or standing next to them and that pisses me off to no end. And uh, and and I go into the fight as if, man, I lost this last time. I got to do better. I got to do my best. I got to go in and, and really demolish this dude, you know. So And that's something that works for me psycholog or psychologically. So, yeah, if I, if I fought, um, fought somebody that I fought already, I think I'd go into it the same way I do every fight. So. Definitely, man. Yeah. And who you been putting work in with uh, for this camp, man? Guys like Serge and uh, Manuel Sanchez, guys like that? Yeah, and uh, we got Chico Camus. And, um, uh, Chico Camus was a UFC vet. Um, we got uh, Ode Osborne. We got some up-and-comer um, amateur fighters, Sung and, and uh, Brian Batista. And uh, Armandale Cameron that's also fighting on the car. And, you know, we got a, a small... Um, small team but a, a quality team you know we got very high high caliber guys in there and um it's, it's, the, the camp has been going pretty great that's good to hear man and dude your training partner anthony showtime pettis is fighting max holloway and anthony's yeah. actually dude he's the underdog here what do you think about the matchup because as a fan i mean that's uh that's just you know a, a dream fight man you know i i think it's a great matchup especially for anthony you know a guy that's so dynamic on his feet, and and he's uh, getting better and getting and growing as a fighter. You know, I think I think it's a, a great matchup for him and a great uh, case case for him for that forty five pound strap. You know, he's already held the lightweight strap, now he's going after that forty five pound strap, and he's um, running through the competition. I think this is a great case for him, so a great fight for him. Man, what did you think about Conor McGregor last night? I mean, could you believe he did Eddie Alvarez Man. like that? Man, man, you know, the more I see Conor McGregor, you know, the more I'm like, you know what? I mean, you can't help but to be a fan of him. I, I, I mean, I've been there. I was uh, since the the Aldo fight. I feel like I was there 
but I, every time every time I see him, you know, I'm just my my jaw just dropped. Like, man, I can't believe this. I mean, I can't believe it happened. I can't believe he did it again. He he toyed with a guy, you know, and it, it looks like Eddie was scared in there, you know. He and it was. I mean, it's just it's it's surreal almost. It's it's crazy, man. But you put in the hard work, man, and and good things happen. Dreams come true, man. Definitely, <laughs> it's, it's pretty man. awesome. And I mean, like. That that was Eddie Alvarez, you know. No no one's ever yeah. beat that dude's ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he made it look easy. That's Eddie Alvarez, the lightweight UFC champion of the world. You know, um, been the champion every organization he's ever been in. You know, been in wars. So that's crazy that he you know was able to do what he was able to do to him. You know, it's it's crazy. Man, it's, you think uh, you think Connor could do that to Khabib or Tony? You know, I want to say, I want to say no. I want to say no. But, you know, I mean, and then I, I, well, here's the thing. Connor is a tactician on his feet, you know. He's a counter puncher. He's, he's very aggressive, but he, he's very quick and, and, and effective with his counters. And um, I believe that w- once you get in there um, with him, you know, you think that, okay, well, maybe he can't touch me. Maybe he's, he's just all talk. And and people just gotta realize where their strengths are, and you know, and where if I was fighting a karate guy, you know, I'm not I'm not a karate guy. I'm not gonna karate fight him. You know, I gotta you gotta force people into your fight. So I think Khabib um, Khabib is a different fighter in the regard that he's not gonna stand there with you. He knows he knows where he's good. You know, he knows where he needs to get the fight. You know, so and and in regard to uh, if it was a grappling match, you know, Khabib is hands down the better fighter. If, but if Connor's able to keep it on his feet, if Connor's able to land a, a strike while Khabib's coming in or something like that, you know, it's it it'll be over pretty quick. It'll be a, a pretty short night. But yeah, I just think I think um, Khabib. I mean, it's, it's it's been shown in the past. Khabib is a, on another level, it, just like Connor is on on the on his feet with guys. Khabib on the ground is on another level. So, man, so I, mean, I think you're so I right about I, that. I don't know, huh? I say you're you want to say I want to say I want to say I mean he's unbeaten twenty four fights you know you, it, it, it's un you know it's impossible but it's Conor McGregor man Conor McGregor is a different cat man he's got two straps now which is not supposed to happen in the UFC you know so who knows man who knows. Yeah, man, it's crazy, and I got to give Khabib a lot of credit, man, because going into that fight, I actually thought Michael Johnson could be the guy to defeat him, just because you know no one really takes down Michael Johnson. He's super fast, yeah. And, and I thought he could he could knock out Khabib, and man, Khabib ate all his shots early on, and just on the ground, the dominance. It's just I've never it's seen just, anything like man, that before, man. It's like a big, like he a big brother in there, just just toying with his uh, <laughs> toying with his little brother. Man, shit crazy. was crazy, dude. So yeah, I, I like what you crazy, said man. about that man. Because like it's the best grappler versus the best striker in that weight class. Yeah, yep, for sure, for sure. And Tony Ferguson could make a case for um, being a, a better grappler, but it's I, I think Khabib is, has shown shown more of uh, more technically sound and uh, uh, dominating grappling. So. Definitely, and Rafael, yeah, when, when you visualize your career, man, I mean, look, you're you're undefeated, you know, you've knocked dudes out with kicks, you've choked people out, you've won decisions, you got experience, man, but when you visualize your career, I mean, how far are you looking to take this? Obviously not looking past this fight, but, you know, long term, yeah. what's your goal? 
you know, my long-time goal is always, you know, to be the best, you know, and I don't, and I feel like all these things that I'm doing now are kind of stepping stones, you know, and I'm always preparing myself, uh, preparing myself to be the best. I want to be, you know, I want to be that guy with two straps uh, wrapped around my waist. I want to be that guy, you know, everyone um, is, is going after. So any, I mean, pretty much in anything I'm doing, you know, I'm dressing for the success I want. So I'm not looking past this fight, you know, but I believe it is a, it's a stepping stone for me to go on to greater things. And, and that's what I want to do. You know, that's what I'm training for. That's why I train so hard. You know, that's why I moved away from my family and, um, and I got people looking up to me and I got things to accomplish, man. Yeah. And I mean, a fight to fight, you'll take a victory by any means necessary, but is there something specific you're looking to do here, man? Is there some kind of statement you're trying to make? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to finish, man. I'm trying to uh, go. Out. I don't like judges at all, man. Me and judges don't get along. So, I'm I'm going out there and finish. You know, I'm going out there to um to create create chaos and see what um see what Jeff Curran offers to me for a finish. So, that's that's pretty much what I'm I'm looking to do. I'm looking to finish. Awesome, man. That's what the fans like to hear. And before we get out of here, who's gonna win this uh, DC versus Rumble rematch? DC versus Rumble. Well. Man, I wanna, I want what's the name? I want uh, man, they both great wrestlers. Uh, I want, I want freaking Rumble to win though. Yeah, me too. I want Rumble to win. <laughs> yeah, DC is a great guy, but I want Rumble to win. Yeah, me too. I mean, it would just be cool to see just a vicious knockout artist like that win the title. He's like the Mike Tyson, bro. Yeah, he is, man. He is. Yeah. He's awesome. Explosive as hell. Strong as hell. So. That'd be great to see him win. And he's a humble guy, man. He's, he's, you know, he paid his, his dues or paid his dues. It'd be good to see him win, win a belt. Definitely, man. And how do we watch your fight, man? Is it on a Fight Pass or on on a Access TV? Yeah, my fight is on a Fight Pass, UFC Fight Pass, November 23rd. Perfect, yeah. perfect. We will be tuning in. Rafian, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. Yes, sir. No problem. And don't forget to follow me on um, Instagram and Twitter, Rafian Stats, one word. Facebook, you can friend me at Rafian Stats, two words. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Joining me now is UFC lightweight John Tug. John, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, thanks for having me. You got it, man. So you've been putting in work with Nick Curson for this camp? Uh, yeah, actually for the past, well, uh, two camps, if you would count the UFC Manila card, but three altogether. Dude, what's that been like, man? Because, you know, I've heard from other athletes that he changed his lives, man. Yeah, no, it's, he's, he's incredible. He uh, he really knows how to dial the body, you know, from from bringing back up and uh, working on deficiencies and building you as, a, as an athlete as a whole. Um, and then also, you know, strengthening all your core parts and, and making you just a quicker, reactive uh athlete but as for a fighter I, I felt i've never felt greater than than i ever had in my life that's good to hear man uh when you fought uh taihyun bong were you working with him uh no i wasn't actually okay interesting well i mean dude i think we can all agree that you know that's uh your signature ufc performance and, uh, you know, in your last fight, I've been watching the sport for a long time, so I know when someone loses fair and square, and I also know when someone, you know, doesn't show up. What happened that last fight, man? Because that's not the John Tuck we all know. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's all, all, 
Oh, maybe, you know, I mean, there's no excuses. He won the fight. Uh, I just had to gauge him a little bit better. Um, you know, taking that I, I was training for a completely opposite fighter, right? So um, that kind of played a, to effect. And um, just getting the timing down. And also, uh, you know, I just came back from 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 uh, from a long layoff, which which uh, I was putting hard work to get into that fight. But I mean, man, if it, the fight didn't turn out the way I wanted to, I mean, I was training with anybody from southpaw to to regular stance was at above. But of course, my strategy was for a for a southpaw fighter, and um, uh, I just I just wasn't reacting as as quick as I should have. Um, but if it was any you know if it was any other night, I think I would have won the fight and you know showed 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 as showed up as a, a better fighter than I was that night for sure. But um, you know it was a good it was a good it was a good uh, gauge for me again to re reassess my strengths and weaknesses and. And also work on everything else to to be able to move forward. Well, that's good to hear, man. So I mean, you're feeling uh, better than ever for this one. Yeah, for sure, definitely feeling way better. You know, um, uh, my body adjusted. You know, after surgery, you you kind of think that your your body's uh, fully adjusted to to uh, getting into a camp and. And uh, in that in that last camp, I took a lot of injuries going in, you know, week by week. But uh, I was lucky enough to make it to the fight, and you know, I had a great recovery team to to help keep me together. And um, and uh, yeah, man, I feel completely way better than I did last year for sure compared to uh, then and now. Awesome, man. And how do you feel about fighting Damian Brown? Because, I mean, the good news is he's the kind of guy that's going to come in and give you a real fight. You know, he's not going to try to hump your leg. or He's going to try to fight you. So you're excited about fighting a respectable, experienced opponent like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm always honored to step in the cage with anybody. And uh, I just want to show show what I'm about. You know, like the Taeyeon Bang fight, that was just a, a hint of what, I've, what I actually possess. Uh Josh Emmett was a great fighter, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, that was a pretty close fight being the fact that I didn't, uh, take off from the beginning, but this whole fight with Damian Brown is going to be even more exciting than, than any other fight in the past. Is your first time going to Australia? Yeah, it is actually my first time to go to Australia. Man, that flight is going to be serious, but once you get there, it's not going to be as bad. Oh yeah. Uh, the good thing is I leave leave in the evening, get there in the morning, so I'll be crashed out pretty much throughout the whole flight, and then adjusted. Um, it's like it's like me flying from California to Guam, so I'm kind of used to that whole situation. When's that? When's the UFC going to Guam, man? I just gotta win the title or make some real big noise with uh, with each fight, you know. Um, just climb to that top ten and make make them know that that uh, you know I'm the fighter that that uh, everybody's been been waiting to see you know and until that day then I just got to keep working hard and make sure that I win each fight and uh, you know winning streak would be nice too.
Now, is there a developing scene over there, or are you literally the first? Well, I'm no, I'm definitely not the first. I'm probably like the second or third generation of mixed martial artists. Um, my, you know, the guy who mentored me was Big John Calvo, and uh, he he uh, was actually the pioneer for MMA. He was the first fighter to come out, and he fought uh, Dan Severn on a, a Super Bowl back in the day uh, on Guam, and and uh, yeah, I mean, he pretty much paved the way for MMA on Guam, and. And, uh, you know, it just, it just trickled down throughout different fighters and, and came to, came down to me. And then there's, there's a lot of other fighters that are coming up and, you know, I mean, Guam, you, you definitely could throw a, a UFC in Guam and it would sell out for sure because per capita in the world, mixed martial arts and jujitsu and, uh, combat sports, uh, there's the most people in the world train or compete or just love watching we have that fighting culture and and people will definitely tune in especially for a chance to watch the ufc live that that make a that sell out easily no problem i mean even if if it was uh i remember it was singapore that held like 2000 seats or something like that but i mean guam can even hold more than that way more than that and i've heard brazil had you know even maybe about 4000 seats for for an event and, uh, man, Guam was sell out for sure. No problem. Dude, tell me about that necklace you wear at the weigh-ins, man. Because every time I see it, I mean, we know it's John Tuck fighting. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sanahi. Uh, it's made, it's, we call it a Sanahi. It's made from, it's made from, uh, a clamshell, uh, giant clam, Hema clamshell. And, you know, from back in the days, the, uh, the, our, you know, our, our culture is about seafarers and, you know, we're pescadots, hunters, um, and, you know, divers and people spearfish, but, you know, they go into the ocean and, uh, pull out these big giant clamshells and then grind them down into these little, like, uh, necklaces. And for me, it's, uh, not only for me, but it's, it's when I wear that, it's for a sign of, uh, you know, it's for an important event. You know, usually if you wear it to like maybe a wedding or something like that. But uh, for me, it's, you know, I wear it because it's an important event for me that because I'm going to war and and uh, uniting my people through that, you know, as well. So do you been putting in work at a King's MMA? Oh, yeah, definitely putting a lot of work. Oh, man, what's the sparring like there? Because obviously I've heard the stories. Oh, yeah, it's probably what you heard. <laughs> Probably exactly what you heard. Uh, you know, we go hard, 100%. You know, of course, you only fight as hard as you train. So, you know, if you don't, if you train, you know, there's people like, oh, you don't need hard sparring. Yeah, maybe you don't need hard sparring all the time, but you do definitely need hard sparring. And uh, I'm in a room full of killers, you know, from from the smallest guy to to the heavyweight, you know. And uh, I've been working a lot with Jake Ellenberger side by side with him, sparring a lot with uh, Benio Dariush. Um, you know, there's so many guys, Calvin Gasolum, and uh, even the unknowns so far, you know, that are making their name up are are bangers too, you know. And then they got the the well-rounded guys. So I've been working with them, and you know, it got 
great strikers from like Giga Chikadze who fights in glory and he's a top level one of the best in the world for kickboxing so you know we're covered in all areas Bubba Jenkins for wrestling you know so he's got good uh you know you got you got de- you definitely won't come out a better person you know yeah, dude, what's it like sparring with a guy like Benny? Because, I mean, that last fight he had against Rashid Magomedov, I mean, one doesn't simply 30-27 Rashid Magomedov. You know what I mean, John? <laughs> yeah, Benny's awesome, man. He's he's a great partner, he's a great training partner, a great person overall, and a great fighter. And, and uh, man, oh, you know, we, we, have, we have, like I said, man, uh, me and my, my training, my teammates, you know, and my team, over here with uh, Master Rafael, we we know what I possess, and and uh, we're we're just we just grind hard, beat each other up every day, and and uh, man, I'm telling you, it's 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 a it, it's about it's about to happen. It's just uh, timing. Timing is of the essence, and and uh, I'm just looking forward to. He's going out there with me to Australia, and and. Uh, you know, it's it's never an easy day with him, so so he always keeps me in check as well. Yeah, and dude, you've trained at a lot of good places, but you know, compared to the other places you've trained, I mean, is this just like a step up in intensity? Yeah, in a sense, you know, um, every everybody's willing to to let it all go, no egos, and you know, we don't we're always looking out for each other here too as well. I mean, the other places too, they look out for each other, but. You know, I just feel I feel uh, comfortable with everybody here. From what I've heard from the fighters that I've interviewed that train at Kings, I mean, it's just like it's like a family, man. It's like a brotherhood. Yeah, you know, it's like we 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 all beat up on each other just to make sure that you know when we go go into the cage and the octagon, um, that uh, the guy that we stand in front of is not gonna bring the same kind of level. Nowhere, nowhere near. Well, John, man, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. And uh, how's it going to go down, man? You, Damian Brown, UFC Australia. What are you thinking, man? Man, I'm thinking <laughs> nothing but but getting that victory. You know, it's like I said, uh, I'm just excited to showcase the skill set that I possess and the people that, that support me and the people that are around me and the people that I train with and that are in there grinding with, with me every single day know what I'm capable of. And I deserve to be in the top 10. And Damian Brown is in my way, you know, so I'm, you know, no disrespect, but I'm going to go in there to get the finish with, with a knockout or a submission. That's the only way I look forward to. And, you know, if I can do it in a exciting fashion and impressive fashion as well, uh, I'd like to get a performance of the night, you know, and I, I know he's a tough guy and and uh, if it's an exciting scrap, I look forward to winning a performance of the night, of course, with my hand raised at the end. Follow me on uh, at John Cruz Tuck, J-O-N-C-R-U-Z-T-U-C-K, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just fortunate to be, be uh, just fortunate to be, be able to fight in this next card, you know. Uh, I hope everybody tunes in on Fox Sports 1 and and catch me on the UFC Melbourne and thankful to all my sponsors and supporter and my management team and, and everybody else from my island and my family. Love you all and, and uh, thank God for this uh, 
for this uh, opportunity as well. John, thanks again for the time, man. Thank you. Joining me now is Desmond Green. Desmond, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. It's been a while. Uh, about time I'm back. I had fun last time. I know. How you guys been? I know, right, man? It's good to have you back on here. And, dude, we got to talk about your last fight because, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I, no, no one told me you were taking on a welterweight in there. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I knew you were a badass already, but, you know, everyone knows you're a guy that, you know, fought at 45. Now you're at 55. Now you're beating up dudes at 70. Yeah, like shit. I didn't even know I was fighting that welterweight. Um, it's kind of one of those things that happened. Like this last fight, um, it was just so hectic. You wouldn't even believe it. Like, and within the last weeks of the fight, uh, I had three opponents change on me, and then uh, the final end of the deal was I had to end up fighting that welterweight. And uh, you know me, I'm I'm a true fighter. I don't want to like you know if I sign up to fight, I've been putting in camp, I've been putting in the time. I'm away from my kids. Um, if I got a date, you know, boom, I don't care who it is. I'm at a date, right? So it just so happened the only person I could find that was ready to go was um, a welterweight who happened to be 5-0 and at the time, two all-first-round TKOs. But, you know, I didn't shy away from competition. Yeah, now you dominated him. I mean, like you said, he was undefeated. He finished all of his fights. When you were in there with him, I mean, did it feel, I mean, like there was a big size difference or was it? Uh, it was a bit of a size difference. Like, you know, I definitely felt, um, you know, he was, he was a little bit bigger than me, but I had, I had the speed, um, you know, and I, I had, the just the, the, the savviness, you know, I felt like I was definitely more experienced. Um, you know, I thought like the only thing he did have was that one pop punch. I felt like that's all he was looking for during the whole fight was one big power punch. So it was easy for me to just, you know, kind of just work around that game plan. Yeah. Is it nice to get to use your experience in a situation like that? Yeah, definitely. Especially because you know I'm usually I'm usually like the newbie. You know I'm only I've only been doing this for I think four years now. You know, still a lot of fights I come in. I'm fighting guys that's been you know doing this ten plus years. So it was nice, you know, like you said, to kind of be um, the veteran in this uh, bout. Dude, you know it's funny. We've spoken a couple times, but I never asked you. How'd you even get started in all this, man? Did you used to fight back in the day. Um, man, I got so talk record, but, uh, to be honest, I, I really got into it through wrestling. Um, I started wrestling early. I want to say like ninth grade and, uh, you know, I, I went to college for it, had a full ride scholarship, um, you know, division one, uh, you know, went all American and freestyle. And then after college, it was kind of like my was on the ultimate fighter. So you know, I was kind of like seeing, you know, like a lot of wrestlers making that transition, um, so, you know, it's just definitely something I'm like, you know, these guys are making money. I'm already so dominant in wrestling. You know, like I said, I got in a, a numerous amount of street fights. So I was like, let me try my hand in it and, uh, you know, see what's up. Yeah. So, I mean, have you always felt comfortable striking or is it something that's come along over the years? Um, I've always felt comfortable striking, but it's, uh, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. I've always been able to strike, but I would say within the last, six months to a year, I've just been able to get comfortable doing it. You know, like being able to do something and being able to do it comfortable is two different things. So like, you know, I've always been a scrapper, always been scrappy, knowing, you know, know how to throw my hands. But, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm able to put the technique with the, um, with the rawness. So, you know, like now, as you know, my first like five, 10 fights, I only wanted to wrestle. You know, I could stand up if you stop my now, 
nine times out of ten, I was just shooting. You know, now I barely shoot. I shoot, you know, just to just to seal the round or you know, just you know, the established dominance. But you know, now I, I enjoy striking. You know, like uh, it's something I look forward to. Like I'd rather stand up the whole fight than wrestle. Now that you're good at everything, I mean, what do you like doing the best? I mean, did you just say it? Is it striking? Is that what you like doing now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it would definitely be striking. It's uh my favorite, uh, for sure. Like, and I, I've even liked it so much. I've talked to my manager. I'm actually gonna be um starting to try to get some boxing fights in too. You know, I'm young still. I might as well try my hand in it. There you go, man. That'd be a good experience for you. And, and what do you know about this guy you're fighting? Is this one at, back at 55? Yeah, supposedly. Hopefully, it's at 55. <laughs> I mean, since, since I moved up to 155, I've only had a fight that was actually at 55. Uh, and that was in Russia, and you know that was the first round finish. But um, you know, hopefully this guy comes in, doesn't pull out, and then doesn't come in over. You know, we do it at 55, and uh, you know, I've did my homework on him. Um, you know, he's a, I think he's a really good counter striker. Um, you know, but you know, I, I have upper hand in every area. You know, man, no matter where we go, standing up on the ground, uh, jujitsu, wherever. Um, and you know, I think I'm quicker. So, you know, I, I know he's dangerous. He has his uh, he has his ups, but you know, I've done my homework. I watched him, watched the tendencies, and I'm pretty confident in this uh, fight. Perfect. And, dude, real quick, what was it like fighting in Russia? Because, I mean, that place is no joke. Oh, man, it was crazy. Like, I don't know if you've seen my Instagram, but I got, I got hooked up with this cool dude, um, and, and he, he had me, like, out in the mountains shooting sawed-off AK-47s. You know, like, he he brought me to, like, the hood-hood part of Russia, me and Michael Johnson. Boys and whatnot. It was crazy. It was. It, it really was like a whole nother world. Like you know, and uh, but it was beautiful over there. You know, I loved it. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm not looking ahead, but really, um, the fight I want is uh, I want to fight Freddie Asanzo for that belt. And uh, you know, we're supposed to go at it here on uh on a, on this card here, but you know, he had his hand injury, and then I think he was getting married, or his brother was getting getting married. Um, so he wanted to wait until, uh, the next car. So, you know, Lex told me the next car they're going to be doing is January 22nd or 27th. And, uh, you know, he said, as long as everything goes right, you know, I'll win this fight. You know, it'll definitely be me versus Freddie for that belt. So, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to most. Of course, it's one fight at a time, though. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, knowing that you train at the Black Zillions, I mean, I'm sure you're getting it in every single day. So I'm not even worried about that. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm on, like, a 12-month training camp right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome, man. And, uh, you know, tell me about, like, how these guys are evolving, man. Because, like, Kamaru, you know, when he first... uh debuted in the UFC I mean he always had you know that grit and that ten that tenacity but I feel like his striking has gotten a little cleaner and I mean he's just way better than he was before yeah man um you know really what it is is we all push each other you know like we got this little shark tank it's uh you know it's me Mike Johnson Jason Jackson um, Kamara Gilbert uh Dorino uh Jay-Z I'm missing a couple other guys. It's like eight or ten of us all around the same weight class. And, you know, we just constantly were on each other's, you know, we're on each other's back. We just grind, push it out. We literally, we try to break each other. And, uh, you know, we, you know, it's paying off. You know, our team, you know, we got, we, uh, we're like one of the winningest teams right now in MMA uh, for this year. And, uh, you know, we got a couple belts. You know, we got Johnson coming up next. He's been in the room just motivating everybody, you know, watching him uh, work so hard to get ready for D.C. So, you know, really, really what it is is everybody working towards the same goal. It's just getting everybody hungry. Right now we got so many people just getting ready for fights. It's like, uh, 
definitely scary walking in there. <laughs> yeah, that's literally a shark tank, man. You're fighting on UFC Fight Pass, Titan FC 42. How's it going to go down, man? Uh, what you say? How's it going to go down? Yes, sir. Oh, man, I'm getting a finish. Um, I'm really pushing again to the UFC, so, you know, I really need to get some finishes. Uh, I got finishes, but I really need to get um some more just to, you know, put that final stamp on it. So, you know, I'm really looking for a finish this fight and, uh, you know, get that belt in January and hopefully get to the UFC after that. Definitely, man. That's a uh, good New Year's goals, man, because uh, it's, it's about time yeah. that you're in the big show, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, well, Dez, thanks for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. And uh, just let the audience know where they can follow you and anything else you want to plug. Go ahead, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, you know, following my social networks, I'm real active. Uh, Predator Tune on Instagram and Twitter. It's P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R-T-O-O-N, Predator Tune. And then uh, I'll my name, Desmond Green. And also you can follow my fan page, uh, Desmond the Predator Green. Uh, yeah, go ahead, hit me up on those. Oh, Snapchat too, random tune. R A N D O M, tune T O O N. Awesome, man. Dez, have a great night, bro. All right, thank you, man. Have a good night, bro. There you have it, folks. Rafion Stotts, John Tuck, and Desmond Green. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Sean Carey and I will be back later this week to break down UFC Melbourne, Robert Whitaker versus Derek Brunson. And until the next time, let's cash these bets. Yeah.